Hello and welcome back to Liminality. This is a podcast about the space in between in life, about moving forward and always growing and progressing into a better version of ourselves. So today we're going to talk about life and what is life. I remember finding in a library one time a book that was called What am I doing with my life? And what are you doing with your life? And I think that's a question that we all ask ourselves. But I found myself in this situation where I was questioning that about everything. And I think that always happens when you're going through some kind of romantic dissolution. And that's what we're going to talk about today. What do you do when you don't know what is going on with life? What the purpose of life is? Or more frankly, when you lose all hope on purpose because you've set your hope in something that has faded away. Doesn't it happen more that when suddenly we were putting our expectation on something and we were really hopeful about a certain situation, maybe a potential relationship, maybe just a job, anything that you would imagine or experience and suddenly... It disappears or there's a roadblock or something happens that separates us from that potential outcome that we had expected, that then we crash fully. And then we think that we start questioning life in general, like all of our life crumbles because we've based our life around that whole idea, that thing we've fallen in love with. It's funny when people talk about love and crashing and you know falling in love because it sounds like this whole thing that we are crashing into love but that ends up crushing us because we can't sustain something that we're giving our all to it seems that it only really works out well when we have <laughs> set a foundation on something that we're not actually seeking and we're just confident in ourselves and our own existence, our essence, our life without being attached to those things specifically. And what am I trying to say with this? There's something interesting about the dynamic of when we're searching for something and when we're expecting something that from whatever, a job, a person, ourselves and when we are content with what we have and that dynamic that there is between even adoring or idolizing an outcome that ends up crushing us because we're not content we're not as foundational with the life that we have and I think that could be a test to life and I truly believe it is it's a test to how much and how content we are with our lives, with who we are, and to identify if we're actually capable of sustaining a future that is greater than the one we have, if we are able to show that we are actually sustaining the life that we have right now. Okay, so this sounds very abstract, and it's going all over the place, so I want to bring it down practically to story time. So it's been a week since I released the last episode and I had released another episode 
but I decided to take it down because I think it was very emotional, especially talking about, you know, personal situations that I don't know if it was entirely beneficial. And I think it's something to call out, you know, about yourself. Is this being beneficial to someone else? Whatever actions and decisions that you're taking or making in life, you should think to yourself if this is being constructive or just selfish and destructive to other people. Because so many times we just make choices and decisions and we move around life as if it's all about if this is gonna affect us or if this is good, you know? Oh yeah, this is good, but is it really good if it's not helping someone else? And that's another philosophical debate that we could go down into in this podcast, but I would rather talk about life right now. So I had some scenarios this week which have been really enlightening. (laughs) And for some reason, it always happens that... I have a crazy situation relationally, whether it's friends or potential partners or anything. And then I'm just crashing into <laughs> perpetual haste and philosophical question questioning about life. So here we are again. And for anyone who experiences the same thing, I'm here with you. And I think that's why I also want to bring this into the table. Because when I'm going through things... I always talk with people, like all the time. I'm like, all the people that I know that are wise in my life, that I can trust and respect, I'm like, here's my heart, my emotions open in the table. And I want to know your honest review and perspective. And I think it's important to go to people, to have counsel of different kinds of people that you do respect and value and trust but also measure with a grain of salt, like a litmus test of everything that they say, because you don't want to necessarily just make decisions out of what someone randomly says to you, but what you consider as a whole objectively is is going to advance your own core values. Everyone talks out of the root of their own core values. Everyone gives advice out of that. Everyone gives or speaks words out of their heart and what's inside of them. So even if someone has good intentions and most likely people that you trust and are around you will have good intentions. Hopefully that is that way in your own life, you know, but you will only benefit from what their own perspective is seeing that is most likely aligned with their own perception of values, beliefs, reality, and what they would want for you. And what they would want for you might not be what you want for yourself. But so many times at the same time, you might not be able to even see what is best for yourself. So we need that perfect balance and tension between having people around us telling us what is best and giving us their advice and honest opinion, but also we need our own firm foundation of solid beliefs and values and perceptions of the world and evaluations so that we can actually measure what is best for our own desired outcome. So for instance, if I have really strong beliefs in something, 
I let's put an example, a really simple example so that it doesn't become controversial. But if, for instance, I really believe in having a career, I'm very ambitious and I want something for my future. And maybe someone is giving me advice in a relationship where someone wants to shut down parts of it. And I do not personally agree with that. And maybe I'm being very intense with it. So if someone who doesn't appreciate ambition or having a big career gives me advice and the advice is to, you know, compromise, find a, a middle ground, that would be good in their eyes, but it wouldn't be good in terms of my own alignment with my values and what I want for my life. What is my actual identity, you know? So I think for yourself, you need to identify, okay, what is actually central to my life? Where do I compromise? Where should I compromise and where should I not compromise? But always listening attentively to what people have to say. And again, also measuring and discerning who is worthy of listening to. Even in your own head, in your own voice, asking yourself if you are worthy of being listened to. And if you should even listen to yourself, because I think there's so many times that we forget that we are not so many times as wise, you know, there's certain experiences we have no idea what to do and we have never experienced it. And we and if we just go through life thinking that we know everything, then we are going to hit a lot of walls and we are going to discover that we do not know <laughs> most of it. So I think there's a great balance and an essential key here to go to people, to know how to discern which people to listen to, but then also knowing your inner voice too and knowing where it needs to be refined. So it's very interesting how this podcast has become about who you listen to for advice because it started about what is life? What is life? But where would that come from, that question if it wasn't our inner self and our inner voice asking ourselves those questions. And I think there's this powerful dynamic of what we're hearing internally, the questions that we're wrestling with, and how so many times those questions become answered by the voices around us. So that's the people that surround you, or sometimes it just becomes a self-talk, you know, that you're not looking for people to give you answers, but you're just answering yourself because you think you know everything. And I think that's something to check. So I love that this podcast has actually become about this because I didn't even know we were going to talk about this, but it's really enlightening for me too, because I think that every single time that I crash because I've put my life on a certain uh, pedestal, like maybe not my life, but put something on a pedestal and that becomes my life, whether that's a relationship or um, certain goals, a perception of myself, some kind of identity issue, you know? And when I do that, then I crash, but it's all because I'm asking the wrong questions, I'm getting the wrong answers, I'm listening to the wrong voices. And the whole thing here using the word wrong is not necessarily a moralistic thing. It's more of the the answer the the voices whatever thing that was not leading me in the direction of where I wanted to go and I think if you've ever found yourself 
in a journey where you did not intend being there or you did not want to be part of a journey a specific moment in time a destination anywhere and you realize how did I end up here but beyond that you're like why did I make these decisions because you can continuously ask yourself so why is my life like this now but you need to ask yourself first what led to this what voices did I listen to what informed my decisions what informed even my conviction to take those decisions and I think that's an important thing to ask so that's why we were talking about this so I think the first thing to lay down as we talked about before is the voices that you listen to and then after that recognizing different questions that I'm gonna talk about right now so I think that one of the first questions would be who are you listening to can you trust those people do you respect them do you respect their lives and now other questions would be also is it the way you want your life to look like in the future there is um, these famous quotes that a lot of people say and actual studies about this of the circle that surrounds you the five people around you whoever is closest to you will basically determine your future so what you are listening to becomes what informs you and what paves the way to the life that you create it's not coincidental it's not incidental it's very purposeful and intentional So if you actually want to create a certain life, when people talk about this, you know, you sometimes see those clickbaits in YouTube or something on Instagram, anything, and people talk about that. You can create the life of your dreams, et cetera, et cetera. It's not really clickbait, but it's just very distorted sometimes because it, they make you try to think that oh yeah you, in a second you can do that but at the same time there's some truth there because you can actually shape your life to what you want it to be but it takes sacrifice it takes hard choices and it takes introspection and looking to your life and seeing where did these things that I don't like come from what did I allow to speak into my life and even what voice Is mine, you know? Is my voice constructive or is it destructive? So I would divide this in different sections. The first one would be the voices that are coming from the outside, the voice that's internally, my own voice, and then my values. Because so many times in life, you have certain core values. This is your identity, who you are. But the voice that you're hearing from yourself has become so unhealthy and so, by that I mean, withdrawn from your center point of values and self, that it becomes a separate voice from who you really are. So then you have these three clashing dynamics, the outside, the inside, and then that divide within the inside of who you really are and that dark shadow that is fighting and struggling with your true self so the first question to ask to bring to the table after all of these questions is if you really want to change the first step 
towards progress is self-awareness. There is no way to solve a problem if we're not aware of the problem. I can be fixated all my life in trying to solve a problem that doesn't exist because I'm living in denial of the actual problem. And this happens a lot, and this happens to a lot of us, even in moments where we do not realize this. We um, get obsessed with something that we think is wrong, but there's actually a deeply rooted issue that we're trying to avoid, maybe because we're too scared to face it, or it could be that it would mean the taking and having the courage to talk with certain people and to talk this out and to find more about it and to open up your wounds and the pain of the past. And I think there's something interesting that there's so many people holding on to the pain of the past, but they act as if it's dead and gone, as if it didn't matter. But they're just holding on so tight with that denial. Like, oh no, there's no, no, you know, that's gone, but you can't talk about it. Or you're like, it's gone, but you still keep on acting in a way that is a reaction to that and not a proactive action out of it. And I think this is something that affects all of us. Like, we can't get out of this, but we, what we can do is move forward. Because in every single moment in life, when we have these moments of philosophical crashes, relationships moving forward or ending, when we don't get the job or when we get the job, we always come down to this place where we have voices in our head telling us to move in a certain direction or voices that told us to move in a certain direction and then we ended up in that place. And beyond asking ourselves, why did we end up here just by thinking of the previous step that we took, we need to ask ourselves what created or shaped that voice that led me here all the way. It's something that I like to think of, how much a certain action, perhaps 10 years before, could have something to do with where you are right now and who you are right now. Whether that was by shaping your heart or opening your mind, or making your soul aware of something, that then that created a small milestone, a a small step, a small push towards the exact moment where you need to be here. If life was a domino piece game, I think it would be defined by the voices that we hear and the places that we end up in. That every single domino that falls is pushed by that invisible voice and leads us to the other side of the domino. I think it's funny. I don't even know if that metaphor makes sense, but it sounded good in my head. And I do find that funny because I don't think I've ever played dominoes, like ever. And I still do not understand the purpose of that game. If I try to think about it, is it just pushing the dominoes? the domino effect. Anyways, so many things. It's really funny. But yet, don't cancel me for not knowing that because, yeah, (laughs) there's no way out of it. No, but laying this down, I think that we all have those voices in our head and 
how do we move forward from this, you know? How can we have practical steps to be able to move on and after identifying these voices? I think we've discussed how to identify these voices, but how can we move on? So the first thing, as I said before, was self-awareness and identifying the problem. I think that would be the first practical step. The second practical step, I would argue, would be to have a foundational set of core values for yourself. Because if we want to blur the line between that voice that is struggling against you and the voice who you, that you really are and who you want to be, you need to become stronger in those values that are foundational to you so that you can actually take away all the power from that voice that is trying to derail you. The more convinced, the more firm that you are in your values and who you are in your identity, the easiest it is to stand firm in the midst of everything and the more difficult it is for anything to shake you. I'm going to give an example of this that I've struggled with a lot. So I like to eat healthy and I have certain like restrictions that I set for myself because I, I do believe it helps me. It is healthy for me and it makes me feel better. I like to you know, be aware of what I put into my body. And one of those things is eating sugar. So I don't eat sugar, like any processed sugar. And to not sound any kind of like pretentious or just health buff that, you know, doesn't eat sugar. But I just have those restrictions for myself that I I have found that work for me. Um, and I've found at times that if I was in a restaurant with someone and maybe they gave us like a sauce and I knew that could potentially have sugar and there would be times where I would not eat it at all but there would be times where I was so under the pressure of that other person that I wasn't foundational in my belief and what I had established for myself that I ended up doing it and eating that thing when I didn't even want to. So it just became even more destructive to myself. So because I was basically violating what I had set for myself and betraying and disappointing my own being. If we get down when we disappoint someone else and when we harm someone else how much more when you do that to yourself and how much does that shape how you end up treating others in the end you know and I think that's something there's something to learn from here because it's not only that you're keeping a promise yourself certain values certain disciplines that you said values are not only like religious beliefs or like family things or I don't know <laughs> nationalist people you know but values are just certain things that you promise to yourself that this is who, what defines who you are this is the standard that you've set for yourself and and you're gonna live by that because that's who you are but the moment that you fail to keep to that standard then you can't trust yourself anymore and it also reveals that you're not really that. So your integrity just 
starts eroding and disintegrating. So the more that you lean on that and the more you ignore that, the easier it will be for you to not be aligned with who you really are, to not keep your word and to abdicate all responsibility and ownership for what you said you would do and who you said you would be in any single case. And it can start very little, like it starts small in anything. But in the same way that that can start with that, it can start with someone being like, oh no, I'm like, I am honest. I treat people well. And then by not keeping that word, then they can end up in a really dark place of being the opposite of that. When you do not hold ownership or responsibility, you will erode integrity to the full and will end up in a place where you did not intend to be and you did not even realize it. But it comes down to all that place. Like, can you trust yourself? And for me, what ended up working out, the moment I realized, one, I had that happen, like feeling that terrible feeling of like, why did I do this? You know, I'm kind of violating myself fully in doing this because I said I wouldn't do this and I'm not keeping my word. The first step to move out of this, and I think this is a huge problem for a lot of society because we've become very easy to give away our word and then not keep it, is acknowledging that we've done that and exposing it to the light, bringing it out. We need to bring it out because the moment we bring it out, we are keeping ourselves ourselves accountable, but it only, does not only take that. We need to bring it out, say like, hey, yes, I did this. Be honest with yourself. Be honest with the people around you because it might be something small, but this becomes character traits and this becomes behavior and consistent behavior becomes a culture and that's a culture that you're setting for yourself and your environment. And what something might not seem at first destructive or just not really harmful in general can become a really destructive pattern in the future. I'm talking about sugar right now, but this can apply to anything. Like someone treating women in a way that's not respectful. Someone not really respecting relationships. Someone being unkind and then actually being rude and then actually treating their partner in a way that is not okay or treating their kids really harmfully you know like this spirals but we need to catch things early so that they do not become ingrained or embedded behaviors in our lives that then makes us think that that is who we are because what happens that is that so many of us think that we're something that we're not because we've allowed those behaviors to consistently and slowly become embedded in our identity and our DNA and our internal voice and have won so much more strength internally because we have not set a firm standard for who we are inside of us. And it just takes this same way, in the same way that it takes us a little small steps to build unhealthy patterns, we can deconstruct those unhealthy patterns and replace them with healthy behavior if we just are aware of it and acknowledge it and expose it to the light first. So after doing that, I think an essential step that comes after that is actually acknowledging responsibility. It's not enough. And I'm going to repeat that. It is not enough to just expose it to the light. Oh yeah, I did this. Oh, this happened. 
I've heard a lot of studies and it is true. There's people that can become really dangerous and charismatic when they out themselves first. They're like, oh yeah, I did this. You end up meeting them in that place of like, oh yeah, they did that. They're already saying them that and you trust them. But that doesn't mean that they feel bad about it, that they've acknowledged that their responsibility was is theirs and that that was harmful. You need to, even just the fact of not keeping integrity, that is harmful and it's destructive for society in general. Having a society that's corrupt will end up corrupting the system. It's just inevitable. Whatever is an agent, you know, an individual will corrupt the whole system if it just becomes perpetual culture. So, yes. (laughs) you have to actually take that responsibility on you and acknowledge that. And then moving from that, you need to actually define why this matters to you and say what you're actually going to be. Like, do you actually want to be that person or not? And then when you end up finding that place, okay, this is who I really am. I might have not been behaving that way, but this actually after deconstructing it in your head, after thinking about it, meditating about it, talking with different people, finding counsel, then you realize, okay, this is who I am, this is who I'm not. And I'm going to do a parenthesis right there because I think this is something essential to realize that you need counsel, you need other people speaking into your life, people that you actually trust who they are. I'm reiterating this, that you like their lives, that you see their lives and you're like, And you see who they are as a person, not just don't see the superficial things, see who they are, their character, how much they impact other people in a good way, in a constructive way. And look at that and see, do you want to be that or not? And then you will identify who is someone that you discern would be good to speak into your life. Now, when you bring people into the picture, And that's why you need community and people around you. They become like a mirror reflecting what you cannot see about yourself. And so many times they just bring clarity that you couldn't see either. It's funny that when we're so focused on something really small, everything else becomes out of focus. And I love photography. I'm a photographer too. And when the aperture is really low, I can only see a little part of of the image. And that is very in focus, but not the rest. And everything else is blurry, so blurry. So when I'm so close up to something and just in my own life, in my own world and all of that, I might miss a lot of what's actually happening. But you need other people that are standing outside of that to look and say, okay, this is what's happening. This is what you should work on, you know? And maybe not people that tell you what to do, but that point to things that are destructive and that find patterns in your life for you to deconstruct. So after doing all of that, the next step is to replace. You can't just eliminate a pattern. It doesn't work like that. Our brain doesn't work like that. I've talked about this in other of the episodes, in other podcasts, but yeah. Our brain doesn't work like that. Unfortunately, we can't just erase information. We replace. And in order to replace, it takes the same thing. We need to consistently do something 
and then that will become embedded in place of that other thing. It will still be in our brains, but now we have a choice whether we go to one side or the other. We have a choice of what we do. But as anything in life, in the same way as you can build unhealthy habits of not brushing your teeth in the morning or not doing your bed or whatever it is for you, although I will say that is not, <laughs> those are not the things for me. Um, whatever it is, you can do the same thing for something healthy. But I think the next step would be to not try to take giant leaps, but just take baby steps. Because if not, you will be discouraged or it is you put yourself in a position to disappoint yourself and be discouraged even more and then giving up in the whole journey by itself and saying like, no, I can't do this. I tried, but it's so big of a deal and that might not even be who I am because if I can't do it, then that's, you know, I will never change or that will never be me. And all of those things that people say to justify themselves out of that situation or excuse themselves out of actually working towards betterment which creates the betterment of society so i think the last point in this whole episode would be that to you know go slow baby steps but identify actual things you're going to work on to make it practical to make it tangible and concrete because that will help your mental health as you make things more clear and small and achievable and approachable. So for instance, if I want to change a habit, maybe I have a lot of anxiety and I want to make certain disciplines in my life to move on from that and focus on something else. So maybe I can say, I'm going to do my bed every single morning and I start doing that. And then I'm like, the next thing, I'm going to drink one liter of water a day. So then I start just putting glasses of water and taking one, two, three, you know. Then I'm like, okay, I'm going to read one page a day of a book. Instead of saying I'm going to read a whole chapter, I'm like one page. And maybe the next day I'm like two pages. Or maybe the next week I'm like now two pages a day. And then you said your routines of what actually matters to you. That might not matter to you. But you find things that actually matter to you, things that you know that are growing you closer to who you want to be. And slowly... If you do that every day and your brain will be like, yeah, this is who we are. And there's evidence for this. No matter what voice comes speaking into your life telling you that you're not that, you have proof that you are. If someone is like, oh, no, you're not kind. You're like, no, like, look, this is what like I did this genuinely. Like I genuinely cared about this person. I genuinely, you know, opened this door. It takes those small things. I genuinely said sorry. Even if you did something wrong, it just takes those small steps and then you move forward from that. If someone tells you, no, you're not whatever, you're not organized. And then you're like, no, like I genuinely picked everything up and put it back in place. Or you're not clean. You're like, no, I actually cleaned my place this morning or like clean this corner of my place. No one can hold you accountable of something when you're already doing that and no one can tell you that you're not something when you are slowly but surely doing it so instead of being critical to yourself because I'm saying this mainly because our inner voice so many times becomes so judgmental and critical that it pushes us down to a place of 
even failure, trying to give up that, no, this is just not possible because we are telling ourselves, no, you're not that, you're not that, you're never going to be that, you're never going to be a runner. Like, who are you kidding? And you, if you know, you know what this voice looks like and how it sounds. That internal lingering voice that tells you that you're not never going to change, that you're never going to be that. But that's what we're crushing. And we're telling it that that's not who we are. And that look how I change, look how I'm changing. And every voice that is actually who you are, that is actually good for you, will elevate you and will never crush you. But the good thing is that we can crush the voice that crushes us. And that's what we can do one step at a time. So I would encourage you and challenge you to just hear the voices in your life, like identify them and separate them and see what voices are actually helping you, what voices are not. And analyze your relationships, look around if you want that for your life or not, and also how those relationships and those voices are influencing you. And are you influencing other people for better or for worse? Take that responsibility to know what your voice is speaking into the lives of other people and see what you can do to make the world better by what you speak and who you are, and how you live. I hope you have, eh, I can't even speak. I hope you have an amazing day. And that's it from me. Bye.